It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. Welcome back to number 53. Oh. I know. We've already done one a year. This is crazy. It's insane. But welcome to another fantastic edition of Viewer's Choice here on the North-South Connection. It's the uh, the OGs of this instant review game. It's uh, me, Tim, and I'm joined by the co-host of the acclaimed WWE War here on the North-South Connection, Marcus. Marcus, why did you make that face? <laughs> <laughs> That's high praise. Thank you. Thank yes. you, man. But yeah, man, I'm happy to be back. Uh, happy to be uh, recapping and letting people know what to watch and what to skip from WWE Crown Jewel 2023 alongside you, my best friend in the whole wide world. That's right. And so if it's your first time listening, thank you so much for joining us. What took you so long? Um, but if it's not, just uh, give us a second and let us uh, tell the the new listeners, what we do here. We we basically watch these premium live events, these pay-per-views, so you don't have to. Especially for events as polarizing as what some like to refer to as the Saudi blood oil money shows. Uh, we definitely do the yeoman's work for you. We tell you what's must watch, what's must skip, and who the MVP of the event is. Um, that's for all WWE and AEW pay-per-views. We used to do NXT, but that is a bygone era at this point. He gone. He gone. So, without any further ado, let's give you the spoiler-free card from all of the happenings in Riyadh uh, before we get into our uh, breakdown of what happened. Uh, So, on the kickoff show, we started off with J.D. McDonald Google Me versus Sami Zayn. We had uh, then, uh, starting the show proper for the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Drew McIntyre challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. We have Rhea Ripley defending the Women's World Championship in a five-way against Nia Jax, Nia Jax Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. John Cena taking on Solo Sokoa. Logan Paul challenging Rey Mysterio for the WWE United States Championship. EO Sky defending the WWE Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Cody Rhodes taking on Damian Priest in singles action. And in our main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defending against L.A. Knight. Yeah. And so, buddy, where do you want to start? Um, Let's start with a must-watch. All right. And to me, you know, it's not very often we get to this point. Um, usually these kind of fall flat, but I think a must watch is EO Sky and Bianca Belair. Okay. For the WWE Women's Championship. All right. Uh, I think this, these two match up very well together. Um, the reason why is of course the, the way, the way we view these is, you know, whether or not it meets expectation, uh, to me, I didn't have much much expectation for this match coming in because it does feel kind of cold, even though Bianca has been back for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. She was the former champion that lost the title to Io Sky. 
So there's still meat on that bone. But then they added more meat today with the return of Kyrie Sane. Uh, very unexpected, even though maybe if you uh, read some dirt sheets, you listen, you watch, you follow the wrestling news with a Z. Uh, you you may have known Kyrie was on the move, and then if you dig a little deeper, you may know why Kyrie is on the move. On the move, all right. <laughs> we are uh, d- d- dodging, ducking, dipping, diving, dodging. Uh, I think they made a video game series about the reason why she's no longer in Japan. Um, they call it like a dragon now. Allegedly. But, um, but allegedly, allegedly. It's not an Alec Baldwin shot a guy situation. It's very allegedly, allegedly. Um, but Marcus, what did you think of the women's world title? Or not the women's world title match, but the WWE Women's Championship match. Um I thought it was fine. I'm not going to uh, agree with you that it's a must watch. It's also not a bad match. Like it, again, a, a must something being must skip or, or not being must watch doesn't make it necessarily bad. Um, it's more about the developments uh, following the the post match stuff with the return of Kyrie. Uh, you've got Bailey, who's kind who kind of seems to be losing um, a key component of damage control. So you kind of got like two different avenues you could go with with this storyline that's cool it's like eo and Kyrie uh uniting and like are they going to be a tag team is uh eo going to get Kyrie into damage control does bailey want Kyrie in damage control um so that that could be interesting i'm looking forward to that um but the match itself i just bianca was and i hate to say like bianca fatigue but she was brought up from NXT pretty much as a finished product. There hasn't been too much of a journey with this character since she won the Royal Rumble from the start position. Um, There hasn't been any character evolution, really. And I feel like when she was away for a little bit, they had the opportunity to bring her back and really make it count. And I don't think this was making it count. Um, Like you said, it's just cold. And a Bianca Belair cold match is probably... Way above replacement level, if I can borrow a phrase from uh, WWE War. It's not here. borrowing if it's your stuff. <laughs> like you. So it's it's above replacement level for um, your average match, but it just they didn't maximize it. I didn't think so. Uh, it's not a must watch for me, but it, and by by no means is it a bad match. And the post match developments are, like you said, the real takeaway. Gotcha. So what would you say is your first? Must watch match of the the uh, festivities at Crown Jewel. Uh, I'm going to go with the other women's match on this card, and I'm going to go with the Fatal Five Way for the Women's World Championship. Um, five ways can be fun. Um, I thought I like that there is a lot of different dynamics in this match. There were clear and defined styles, and um, I thought this would be a way to get the title off of Rhea. Um, especially with Survivor Series coming up in just three weeks. If you wanted to do a quick a quick title loss for Rhea, you do it in a, a multi-person match like this and have her get the title back at Survivor Series. Um, but it wasn't the case. Um, Rhea retains and kind of clears through four members of the division. So I'm not sure what they're going to do next, um, especially since they kind of seem to be settling in with the brand split a little bit. Um we do have Becky who just lost the NXT title and they've been keeping uh, Becky and uh, Rhea far away from each other. 
Um, so do they use that for Survivor Series? Do they keep holding off on that till a different time of year? A different season, if you will? Um, who knows? But uh, I thought it was a fun five-way. It had the pacing of a sprint. They went about 11 minutes. And with five people, that's that's in sprint territory. Um, so I enjoyed it. I liked the different match structure. Um, it was fun. They kept everything moving. Uh, and you got a pretty cool finish if it was a little convoluted, but it was still a cool visual. Um, Rhea hitting the uh, super riptide daddy off of the second rope onto a pile um, to pick up the win. And just the overall presentation of Rhea Ripley. Um, she she continues to elevate her stock. Um, there seems to be no ceiling um, just to, to her star power and um, how far she could go in the WWE. That's very true. Um, I, I think Rhea Ripley's best in the world right now. Um, not just men versus women, but all together. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. The, uh, the Demetrius Johnsons of the world say hello. The Amanda Nunezes of the world say hello. Um, I think for my money, there's no one hotter, no one better than Rhea Ripley. Um, respectfully. Respectfully. Uh, also, Pam, respectfully. Did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Um, there's like Reddit threads about it. It's all out there. No. Oh. Um, if you're one of those deviants. Um, but uh, Shame. 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 What's I'll, that called? <laughs> I'll tell you off you the mic. Perverts. <laughs> yeah, you perverts. You wouldn't dare show me any moving pictures of the of what Pam looked like. That's despicable. Cowards. <laughs> Do it. Um, I, see, I feel the same way that you feel about the WB women's title. Okay, all right. It says, not a bad match. Not for me, must watch. Okay. Um, the, the finish, the convoluted finish kind of th- does it for me in a different way. Um, I like the finish itself, but I just don't like how this lackadaisical, the thing that gets broken up happens. Like, everything in the corner makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. What doesn't make sense right. is what happens. It's how they got there. Is yeah. how they got there. The pile. Right. Like, if you could have found a way to make the pile matter, mm. then everything's cool. Right. Five stars. Yeah. Gentlemen's three at best. Um, but, um, yeah, but it's still a good match. Rhea has that stranglehold. The interesting thing to say, though, is that absent from the finish itself is Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is still uh, involved or, or can be involved as a major player against Rhea moving forward. Um, very curious to see how this works out when we get to Survivor Series and War Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we'd handle the women for both Raw and SmackDown. Is it a Raw versus SmackDown war games for the women? That'd be cool. Because um, if so, Rhea will need to find friends fast. Mm-hmm. And she has made none on Raw. And it's doing a Raw versus SmackDown war games for the women is really the only way that makes sense to get Rhea included into a war games. Right, because she is an island unto yeah. herself. Um, she's also not made many friends on NXT mm-hmm. <laughs> with her appearances being there with Dirty Dom. Um, and then, of course, EO has the built-in team. Right, yeah. You know, she's There's got Bailey. she's got Kyrie. Is is Dakota ready? Mm-hmm. If Dakota's not ready, I feel as though there's more people who would be willing to jump in and assist. Right. 
Um, and then if you think you're filling out the Rhea side, you could easily fill that with like, um, dog, uh, ham. What's their names? Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, okay. the, the 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 tag team champions for the women. And then you've got the floating fourth for both sides. Mm-hmm. Who goes where? Who does what? And they love a good mystery partner. They love a good mystery partner. Um, But needless to say, uh, is there any match that you think we will both stand unified on in either the must watch or the must skip category? I think there's one we're unified on in must watch, um, okay. but I think there's one I want to bring up before that, that I think is must skip. And for me, it's the first hiccup of the night. Okay. I thought the cr- the card was cruising. I thought everything was going fine, if not very good, until we got to our semi-main event of your man, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. This was not a bad match. I just was thoroughly not interested at any point in this contest. I feel like this match um, was uh, erroneously placed on the card. Mm -hmm. I think that this match could have easily swapped with the WWE women's title. Have that be the semi-main, especially with the Kyrie debut return. Mm -hmm. Um Cody does not need to be in the semi-main event all the time if he's not in the main event. Um, I think I, I kind of agree with you on this one. As much as it hurts all of the adrenaline in my soul, uh, that Cody is is a must skip. But it is a Cody Rhodes, nothing happening, no stakes, singles match on a pay-per-view. If you could have maybe chopped a couple minutes off this and then three put stars it, and put it put it on second maybe and move that five way even, like I I think you're cooking then. Um, and also just breaking up the whole, the last four matches all finished or all involved outside interference. Yeah, like I would and, maybe have moved. I wouldn't have moved the women's title because the match card as you did was we started with the world heavyweight title mm-hmm. then the world women's title. And then it was Cena. Yep. And then it was Logan and Ray. Correct. Okay. I might have moved Cody and the Judgment or Cody and Damien with Ray. I would have put it in between uh, John and Solo and Logan and Ray Mm. and then moved everything up. So Logan and Ray would have been after the Judgment Day match. Then Kyrie or uh, EO and Bianca to semi-mained into Roman and LA. I'm just kind of piecing things together here, looking at the card. Um, a lot of heels, if you still believe in that uh, sort of thing. Well, a lot of heels up tonight. Depends on who you who you believe. I'm a I'm a firm believer in Rhodesism, <laughs> where there is no such thing in heels or faces anymore in 2023. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, if you aren't hearing the smile through my voice, you're, that's your sign for sarcasm. But uh, yeah, the, the the code man and Seth are really the only two faces up all night. Um, so maybe that's why this was towards the back end of the card to at least have um, your your straight ahead people who just want to cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys. Um, Cody being in that spot later makes a little sense um, with how the whole card shook out. So. Might right. have just been what needed to happen. Right, but like Rhea's not necessarily hated. No. 
Rhea's definitely like a pseudo baby face. Um, and like EO is sort of a pseudo baby face too. You can't boot EO Sky. Yeah. Which by the way, an all time look for her looking very awesome. toyetic. Awesome. Uh, amazing. Can't wait for the ultimate, uh, for that one. Um, but do you have something? A co must watch. A co must watch. And I think I know where we're going to go with this. I think we've danced around it a little bit. It's right smack in the middle of the card. We're talking about Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio. I think that you could even sandwich in the match before it, too. Ah, John Cena and Solo Sokoa. Yes. Okay. But we'll we'll go in order first. Um, Logan and Rey, absolute must watch. Yeah. Um, Seven matches for Logan Paul, not counting a Royal Rumble. Why, like it ring wise beyond his years, does not feel lost in there with the goat. Um, a a very fun finish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have possibly I would have liked it without the the super nefarious means, right? Um, especially since they don't feel that the the finish made a ton of sense too. Like, why would? The Nux just get left there. Right. When the uh the equalizer on the good guy side was in possession. Was in possession. Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to chase this goon. Can't do it with my hands full. <laughs> I don't have pockets. It's weighing me down. I can't I don't want it to scratch my cell phone. This, so. su- this supreme athlete, hold on. This this pound of nux is holding me down. Can't do it, you know? So just placing it right perfect for Logan. But the punch was awesome. Yeah. Uh, even the after match stuff, which mm-hmm. might get missed. But uh, after the match, after Logan has his hand raised in victory, becoming the United States champion, uh, there's a small little scene between Logan and Ray where Logan's like giving him respect. And Logan's like, hey, man, you're a great competitor. Had to do what I had to do. And Ray's like, you know what you did. And Logan's <laughs> like, I'm the better man. I respect that. Like tapping him on the head, good game in him. And, and Ray's not having it. Ray is not having and it. And rightfully so. He got knocked cross-eyed. Yeah. Like he was he he came in as Ray Mysterio and he walked out as Richard Morton. Like it's just <laughs> it's not great. It's not a great look for Ray. Um but I talk about Solo and John. Um for the simple fact of John is in the give back season mm-hmm. of his career. Um, we have been kind of waiting for the next breakout moment for solo. Yeah. Um, if we're equating this to Madden football, uh, he had already gotten from star or from normal development to star development. Right. This was his superstar breakout mm-hmm. for me. Um, John doing the honors, eating nine Samoan spikes, uh, including the machine gun five from a down position. And John goes out on his back looking at the lights. Um, I think a superstar is born in Solo Sokoa. It is early in the superstar run. He could very easily lose his dev trait. Yeah. But... Anytime a a star of the magnitude of John Cena, which there aren't that many 
left that right. are still willing to get into the ring mm-hmm. and do the stuff and things. Whenever like those pinfalls, those those clean decisive victories in the ring are few and far between. Mm-hmm. So you have to make them matter. Solo wins in decisive fashion with no bloodline interference. Right. No Paul Heyman. No funny business. No Jimmy. Yeah. Just solo. Straight up. Executing the game plan that Roman laid out. Right? Um, Almost a a spoiler and less of a prediction from SmackDown's earlier. So... um, I'm excited to see what happens with Solo. I've I've been high on the trajectory ever since his appearance, his debut um, at uh, Clash at the Castle last year. Um, crazy to think that this was his first pay-per-view singles match. Right? Yeah, like insane, uh, but still cool, right? Um, so it's a must watch for me, but I'm more biased to it. I can see where this doesn't really get a ranking per se. All right, and on the uh, on the other side of that, like if if you're a person who's high on Silasakoa, if you're invested and you believe that he's going to be a, a major part of uh, the bloodline moving forward, if he's potentially going to beat Roman or going to challenge Roman at some point, then this is absolutely a big bullet point. This is definitely. Um, a stepping up that's going to be in the video package chronicling the the rise of Solo, right? Correct. You've got the debut at Clash of Castle, like you said. Um, you've got uh, him choosing to be with Roman back at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, His dominating performance at War Games. The War Games performance. You've got uh, the MSG segment from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was, that was a really big moment. And now you have this. And and you also cannot discredit his televised matches against former champions in the WWE. Right. Beating Kevin Owens. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. He has gone through a laundry list, a a litany of major players in the WWE universe, but not on a perform like not on a PLE stage. Right. He's been accumulating the the TV body work and that's something you need to have uh, in this day and age. But for me, this is a must watch because I'm a fan of like this John Cena homage to like Hogan 90 run um, where Hogan Hogan still had his fastball, but it wasn't touching 98 anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still had one of the best fastballs in the game. And Location. John Cena, he's not the John Cena of 2014, 2015, but what he is is to an even better storyteller. Right. And his timing and all the intangibles, um, all those are just heightened right now with John Cena. And like you said, his willingness to give back. Like this is one of the best. Um, like featured attraction runs that I can I can remember, and we were talking about it watching the pay per view live, because he comes back when he's on TV, he wins in these tag matches, or if he's got a big tag match at a pay per view, right? He wins. That's what people want to see. There's no harm done. The other people look good, fantastic. But when it gets down to these one on one matches, he's putting over the talent, and he's not just putting over the talent with a good match, or or. Uh, 
going down to somebody's finisher and kicking out the last possible second or letting somebody get a lot of offense in. No, like he is doing all of that plus taking the fall mm-hmm. and doing it clean as a whistle, looking up the lights in the middle of the ring. And in this day and age with run-ins and needing to protect people and needing to have these almost like over convoluted finishes to explain why the good guy would have his shoulders on the mat for three seconds. That's not John Cena anymore. Just hit me with your finish. Like you could see him in the ring sounds of freedom. You could see him in the ring calling an audible with the finish about like how many spikes to go and the timing. Like that was him on the fly from what I could gather. And it looked good and put over solo super strong. So um, it's been a great run for Cena. I don't know. And that's another great part of this, right? I don't know where John Cena goes from this. If he goes away and we don't see him for two years, makes sense. This whole story has been about, I haven't had a one-on-one win since 2018. The last one was against Triple H at the first crown jewel, I believe. He's still chasing that win. So for John Cena, the character to have doubt, and this John Cena character was really never allowed to be vulnerable, and now he's having vulnerability in his older age, in these these star attraction type runs I, I love it i can't get enough of it and i look forward to seeing where solo goes from this which probably isn't anywhere interesting but also where cena goes right i mean it is it is wwe after all it's never going to be something that's super uh super engaging unfortunately um that's just the the price we pay for for the wwe but uh I feel like the only match we haven't covered is the main event, mm-hmm. right? It is LA Knight's debut onto the big stage, the main event spotlight of uh, the WWE against a man who I who I who I proudly say is the is the current master of the WWE pay per view style, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, I had the pleasure of covering this on the pre-show on YouTube with uh, with Ryan Gray, uh, and I was definitely beforehand. I was definitely uh, I've been a huge proponent of Roman Reigns in this run, but my heart still loves LA Knight. Yeah, to a certain degree, and my my heart was like, what about it? What if LA Knight could do it? But then also. The other side of my heart is like, San Martino or bust, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't have it both ways. And uh, for me, this was a more refreshing Roman Reigns title defense. Yeah. Less outside interference with the bloodline. Still plenty, but less. Yeah. Definitely less because there's less of the bloodline. There's not. <laughs> there's not twelve of them now. There's only like three. Um, but I think. Uh, to me it's it's crazy to say this i don't feel like it was enough outside interference to not i hope la knight can bounce back like i don't feel like he's 100 percent bulletproof or he's 100 percent in the clear mm-hmm. i think he's he's pretty in the clear but not as in the clear as I think he could have been, right? Um, and I don't feel like this was a point in time in which you need to sacrifice the white hot star for Roman at Crown Jewel in seemingly 
in the scope of the WWE universe, a nothing match, right? It's the first time they meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't I, don't. I don't know. Marcus, talk me off the ledge. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have the tools to talk you off the ledge. But what I can do is is have a little talk here. This is a talk that I've had uh, with our good pal Joe Sposto, uh, and I'm gonna have it with you. Uh, I feel like this dynamic of our dominant champion Roman Reigns, um, LA Knight, who is this organic, white hot babyface, and then we have the established white hot babyface. White hot might be disputable. He's still hot, but he's still hot. And we all know that he's been on the back burner, just simmering, since last April. Pronouns, pal. Who are we talking about? Talking about your guy, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Whoa! And a lot of people might say, finish the story. Which, by the way, the story is just him becoming champion. It's not him beating Roman Reigns. That's not the story. The story is just him becoming champion. But regardless of that, you're going to have your people who conflate the two and say, well, Cody has to be the one to beat Roman. And the only place to do that is at WrestleMania. And to do it at WrestleMania 40. But there's a lot of TV that happens in between WrestleMania to WrestleMania. And in that time, we've had LA Knight, who was hot at last year's WrestleMania and should have been on the show. And now he's in a spot where, okay, he lost this match. What if this doesn't cool him down, though? What if it continues? What if he only gets hotter from this? And I feel like this is a look back into what could have happened or maybe what would have happened when we had Ronda Rousey, who is our dominant women's champion, who we knew was not going to lose a title until WrestleMania, if at all. And we knew that the big match to have was with Charlotte Flair. And in the meantime, somebody got super red hot and that was Becky Lynch. And it even fits the timing from November to November, from November 2018 to now. And we're just weeks weeks off of, of, of the time cycle there. But we've got L.A. Knight, who's in the Becky role. And this feels like this would have been what would have happened if Becky faced Ronda at that year's Survivor Series. But she gets hurt. The facebreaker incident happens. We get the sub in with Charlotte okay we know we're going back there so they don't do a clean finish or whatever to save that for wrestlemania but becky never cooled down and so what if what if la Knight doesn't cool down you could be of the traditional wwe school of thought which is well he wasn't on last year's wrestlemania so just give him a big featured match on this year's wrestlemania and that's good enough give him a Kevin Owens, give him Logan Paul, give him a Finn Balor, right? Anything like that. And a, a big one-on-one match, especially with WrestleMania being two nights. And that is plenty for LA night. But if you're not content with that and you want the most interesting thing to happen and you want the best thing to happen. And if you're the train of thought that your most over babyface should be in the main event of WrestleMania against your biggest bad guy, well, what if we get to April? What what if we get to January? Because that decision's got to be made in January. 
So what if we get to January, which is just, I'd say, a few weeks away? It's it's a few, few, few weeks away. (laughs) We've got Cody penciled in going back to back. What are we going to do with LA Knight? Do we have an LA Knight problem? You're a consumer of the Nightmare Narcotic, and you dabble in the LA NyQuil. I do. It's it's hard to mix. It's hard to mix. It's dangerous to mix. It's uppers and uppers. So I just, <laughs> I what, you're a fan of, of both men, right? What do you what do you what do you think's going to happen? I mean, do you want LA Knight? If you want LA Knight in the main event of WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, if he continues to be this white hot, is that what you want? No. Okay, why don't you want it? Because I already have my answer for what I want for WrestleMania 40. But if what you want at WrestleMania, oh, what do you want at WrestleMania 40? The Rock. Okay, let's say the Rock's not coming. Okay. Well, then that's what I want. And okay. I don't care. Okay. And everything else sucks. All right. So let's say the Rock's not coming. All right. Let's pretend that Dwayne's not coming because Dwayne comes and Come on, every, everything is scrapped. Right. Right. But let's say everything's in house. Right. Your top options, if you're doing power rankings, is it Cody? Is it LA Knight? Is it Kevin Owens? Sam Zayn? What match are you taking at the top of the card? A lot of people are going to have Cody Rhodes. A lot of people will have Cody Rhodes. Um, And Cody Rhodes is the safe WWE answer. WWE Mm -hmm. loves going back to the well at repeat manias Mm -hmm. for matches. Um, There's not that many matches in WrestleMania history that are rematches, especially for titles. I think Rock Austin is one. Um, but even then, each Rock Austin had a year in between. Right. I mean, it was 15, 17, 19, and only two were for titles. Mm-hmm. I think Brock and Roman have two at WrestleMania. They have three. They oh, do. excuse me. They have, they, yeah, they have three. They have they three? They have three, but there's years in between all of them. Right. 31, 34, and then 38. Yeah, okay. So those are the only two that I can think of of rematches for the title at WrestleMania across the entire history of the WWE. Mhm. Unless I'm I don't think I'm missing anything else of like people who may have gone back to back. Yeah. For the title. Yeah. Cuz Rock Austin won into or Austin Austin Cena won in two, but Rock wasn't Rock and Cena weren't holding the title at twenty eight or twenty Correct. Twenty eight, right. Twenty eight didn't have the title involved. Right. Um if I had to if I had to pick one, I'm picking Cody and LA Knight gets featured and wins like the US title off Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear the uninterest in your voice, though. Right, but because because also too, it's like if I have to pick one person to win the WWE title from Roman at forty, which there gives me two caveats of things I don't want. Mm-hmm. Right, which I'm not saying whoever faces Roman at forty is going to beat Roman, but I'm saying who's getting the match at forty against Who Roman gets the match at forty. Yeah. Probably Cody. Mm-hmm. Probably Cody. Um, I don't necessarily want to see Kevin Owens again. Kevin has had multiple shots at Roman. 
Mm-hmm. There's no interest for me there. I think if there's if I had to pick four or five people, I'm picking L.A. Knight. I'm picking Cody. I'm picking Gunther. I'm picking a Bob Lashley. Okay. I'm picking a Drew McIntyre. I'm picking a Sam Zayn. I'm picking a Jay Uso. Now, of course, anybody who's anybody already sees the writing on the wall. Jimmy versus Jay WrestleMania. Right. Right. That's already done. Jay is off the table. Completely off the table. Non-issue. Um, yeah, like, there's so many options for Roman, which is still crazy that he's been champion this long. And there's still people that he hasn't had the proper feud with. It's the benefit of taking two, three months off in between title defenses. Right. Which I like. <laughs> I like. Like, um, I know we don't like to, to always mix wrestling with fake wrestling. Um, that fake UFC stuff. But like well, they're, they're 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 kissing cousins now. They are. Anderson Silva wasn't on every UFC fight card during his run. It just wasn't a thing. Brock Lesnar wasn't on every UFC fight card. There's there's three four months in between these things. So um, if that's how we're gonna treat the WWE title, I'm I'm down. And like you said, we're chasing ghosts, baby. We've come too far in the trip to turn around. Yeah, we gotta topple Hogan. We gotta topple. Backland. Yep. Backland, you're next. And then Bruno. And the Brune. You know? We're gonna take it to, we're gonna take it to Bruno's yard. Yeah. We're gonna take it over, right? Um all in all though, to get back to like the main topic at hand, I think Crown Jewel was pretty solid. Crown Jewel was real good. It was actually real good. Does the fact that it happened at a Saturday afternoon help? the enjoyment of the show. Yeah. There's lots of outside circumstances that might help you enjoy or not enjoy the show. Um, all those valid, but, uh, just for a wrestling card, I really enjoyed crown jewel and I would even go ahead and give crown jewel a must watch across the board, across the board. I would too. I would, especially like if you can palette the, if you can swallow your convictions, which is what they are for this, it's it's a it's a conviction based thing. Um, but if you can, like definitely, the title matches at at the Crown Jewel event, they're definitely must watch, or definitely worth watching. Um, I think the only one that maybe not worth watching is just Seth and Drew, for the simple fact that like it's the one match we didn't really talk about. And it just feels weird that like Drew gets served up to Seth right. at Crown Jewel for for what? But again, the post match stuff was interesting, and you had to clue me in because I haven't been watching the uh, weekly Raw TV about uh, Rhea Ripley going off on her own and courting Drew McIntyre into Judgment Day. And again, I'm not going to allow myself to put my interesting things that could happen in WWE cap on, <laughs> but. That's how you there get your brain hurt. Are, there are options. And I like when WWE has options, even if they, nine times out of ten, choose the safest one available. Right. Uh, but, of course, it's not up to us. It's always up to you. Let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know on social media. Let us know however you'd like for us to know. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on what we thought 
of the card. Uh, the next time we'll be back together is in a couple of weeks' time for AEW Full Gear. Full Gear, uh, November 18. And before we get out of here, did you have an MVP for the show? Of course I did. Uh, I think that the MVP of the event is Solo Sokoa. Okay. Solo being dominant, standing tall over the goat is probably the iconic image from this entire event. Um, makes it worth it for me. It's a crowning moment, a crown jewel for Solo Sokoa. What about you? Uh, mine is Rhea Ripley. Um, just with every opportunity she gets, she is is maximizing what she's uh, giving and taking. And on the night as a whole, for me, she felt like the biggest star. Whole night. So, Rhea Ripley for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Like I said, we'll be back here for Full Gear uh, a Saturday uh, happening. Oh, great. Uh, Saturday, November 18, and then right after that, we're back the next week, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, for WWE Survivor Series War Games. And then we'll close out the year with AEW World's End on December 30th. So we have a little bit of time, a little bit of stuff to chew over before the calendar flips over. Uh, but there's so much to cover on the North-South Connection, so much to take in. Um, the North-South Connection YouTube page for the month of November is doing a series called No So Countdown, where all of your favorite faces and voices from the, the, uh, the network are breaking down all of the War Games matches in order, uh, thanks to the ranking system of of some of our staff. Um, you may even see Marcus and I on uh, on there covering uh, one of the lost gems of the war games, um, more so on the, the modern era. We won't tell you what slot it's in or what match it is, but just take a look. Uh, very bite-sized, chewable content there, as well as all of the other podcasts and simulcasts you see across the board with No Holds Barred and... Uh, Wrestling War Zone and uh, Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast, so much across on and off the YouTube and, and on the regular podcatcher of choice. There's so much for the no so. And it's almost Christmas season too, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you absolutely can. Uh, at Not the Toolman for me, the Wrestling Speakeasy for Marcus, if you know, you know. TM Shows on Twitter. For this and our other show, Final Wrestling Place, uh, very fun listen if we do say so ourselves. Um, a shout out to our pod adjacent friends over at, at Odds with Wrestling, and we need wrestling if you like more regular wrestling based content on a weekly basis. To our friends over at the Soon to Be Named Network, but like we said, we will be back here for full gear in a couple weeks. But Marcus. Uh, right now, even though we've given them the must-watch and the must-skip, everyone's got to remember... The choice is yours. <laughs>